Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Bundle up, my darling. Let's go for a ride. There'll be shopping, no stopping till night time. And then it's candles and carols again. Oh, the fire burns brighter. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Ho, ho, ho. Hmm. Merry fucking Christmas. I thought this got us really into the Christmas spirit. Sorry, I just kept, I was trying to like loudly rub my face so that way it would come out on the recording. Mm. The sound of my face being rubbed. Mm-hmm. You know what? So I've been having um, neck problems all week. I've been really, like, in a lot of pain and everything like that. I think it's because of this fucking movie. When did we watch this? Sunday? Monday. Oh, no. It's not because of this movie. But it should be because of this movie. <laughs> so we're going to miss. <laughs> it's December 10th, 2020. If you're new here every single week. We discuss a random movie in our massive movie collection. Our movie collection is obviously massive if this is included in it. We talk about it. We talk about our lives. I don't want to talk about my life. Um, you don't want to talk about your life right now? <laughs> Not particularly. Well, and to be fair, this is part of our, ma- our massive movie collection because we, we... You. I purposefully purchased this movie because we needed movies in our rotation. There's only... We've been doing this podcast for almost six years now. Seven years now. However long it's been. A lifetime. And... Uh, you know, we don't want to run out of the Christmas movies, so gotta gotta have some more ammunition, some some more stuff. I'd to love some ammunition. From. I'd love ammunition. Uh, hey, Dad. Do we have a gun? Do we have a gun? It's so, a, com- a local commercial here in Orlando. So welcome to our Christmas episode. I sound thrilled, don't I? Uh, <laughs> the reason why it's our Christmas epi- episode and not next week's episode is because Christmas Eve is Samantha's birthday. What? what? So we uh, celebrated by watching The Replacements, the movie that she selected because she's bad at selecting things not. that aren't husbands. Uh, that so, was rude. So here we are. If I sound short and irritated and aggravated... That's just how he is. Welcome to my life. Now y'all know why I am the way I am. It's not just because of the movie we watched today. It's because of the entire week that I've had. Tell us about it. No. (laughs) This week has bent me over and had its way with me. It's fucked you on the front lawn with your... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but fuck me on the front lawn with my mother's headless corpse. The idea. <laughs> uh, it's just been stressful. It's just been busy. It's the holidays. Uh, I haven't worked out all week. I think that's a big one. Is I, I've been sore. Uh, uh, by the time you're hearing this, you know that uh, my other podcast on Arcade Audio, Podswoggle, is back for a limited series run. Eight episodes. Um, so been stressing and planning that recorded for four hours on Tuesday and I've had a lot of work to do there. Um, so just that and I'm not working and I got family stuff going on and wrapping presents and preparing the holidays and making sure that's all good. We're going to Miami, but when people are hearing this in just a couple days, we got a lot going on there. You're, you haven't been in the best of moods because your neck and your back have been hurting and you got stress at work. Look, man, it's always something, right? But at least we have this podcast and this movie to remind us how great our lives are compared to what they could be. Because we could be living in... Where did this movie take place? I'm not going to say because I think it's on the back of the box. I don't want you to mess it up. 
You look immobile. Like, you keep, like, moving and walking. My like... neck just really hurts, so I'm icing it right now. I'm just trying to get it numb so then I can, like, move it for the... You also crack your neck a lot. You probably shouldn't do that. Okay. I'm just saying it could be part of the problem. I need more massages then. Thank you. Solved the issue. Anyway. Did, did manage, as I promised, uh, either on last week's episode or the week before. Had there been... God damn it, motherfucker, yawning, god damn it, cocksucker. Uh, I said I was going to watch it, so my goal this year, I haven't done it in a very, very, very long time, but I figured with the scope of film and streaming and everything, I'm going to try this year to watch all the prestige Oscar movies, uh, particularly the Best Picture nominees. That are not going to get announced until God knows when. I don't even know when they're going to get announced now because the ceremony is not until fucking April. Uh, so when things become available, I'm trying to watch them. I've already watched Borat, which is surprisingly a candidate. I have to watch The Five Bloods. It's been on Netflix the whole year. It's the only one that's been out that's you know, kind of tracking. Maybe other ones that have uh, sprinkled throughout. But the one that I was most excited for because we have done many of this person's podcasts on the show. Movies movies on the podcast on the show. And I am a film geek, so I love movies that are about movies. I caught David Fincher's Mank on Tuesday, which is the autobiographical film about Herman Mankiewicz, the esteemed Hollywood screenwriter who wrote Citizen Kane, quote-unquote, with Orson Welles. Uh, it was hitting a lot of lists, critically acclaimed. We've done, what have we, we've done Social Network, we've done Gone Girl, we've done, I feel like we've done more Fincher than that. Uh, I've watched Zodiac like ten times over the past like five months because it's just constantly on Pluto it's TV. It's a little creepy. Uh, I'm the Zodiac. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's, that's that explains a lot. Um, but I don't um, think that's all, I think that's actually it. Have we... Haven't done Seven. Haven't done Fight Club. Haven't done Panic Room. Haven't done Benjamin Button. Haven't done Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Haven't done... I think that's, like, it. Yeah. He also directs a lot of music videos. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, that's how we gotta start. So, can, um, can so... We, can we do some of these music videos for, no. like, a Patreon version of the Sure, show? we'll see. Um, so, Just I was very excited about that? this. He also did Mindhunter. He was basically the showrunner of that and directed many of the we episodes. We did Alien 3. No, we will never do Alien 3. Oh. Alien, he, he don't want to do Alien 3. So watched it. And it was disappointing. I still liked it. I, I, I think the performances... I liked more categories of the movie than it would seem. Like, if we were to do it for the, the podcast, I would probably give it like a 6 or like a 6.5. I just didn't like the story and the screenplay, which is funny because the screenplay and the story was written by his deceased father like decades ago. This is like a passion project of his to get done because his dad was so passionate about it. Oh, wow. Oldman and Seyfried are incredible. Everybody's really incredible. All the acting is great. He did an amazing job shooting it, as you would expect, but particularly making it seem and feel like a movie of its time. Right. It did incredible. Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor with the the uh, the, the original music always a, a an amazing thing, but I just didn't dig. I just didn't dig it. You know, like uh, I thought it was very much. I thought it was a little hoity-toity at times, uh, which is kind of like the style. It had a couple banger scene scenes. Mm. Uh, I also think just some of like Fincer's like shit that's come out as late, like, I think we've talked about it before, like, his penchant for perfection and, like, his takes and stuff, like, yeah. I, I've just really been bat- beaten over the head with it a lot more than usual, like, over the past, like, year, like, listening to podcasts and reading, like, stories and stuff, so by watching this and being like, man, I'm sure this took, like, 200 takes, poor Amanda Seyfried, <laughs> like, it kind of, like, dampened it over yeah, for sure. me, but I still liked it, I don't think you necessarily be a fan of it. No, no, I um, don't. That's why you told me to go, give me the go-ahead to watch it. I don't have any uh, It would definitely be, like, low on my end. I'm guessing once I've watched, like, all the Oscar movies. So okay. let me just 
quickly pull up IndieWire. Well, while you do that, I'm going to talk about what I watched. Oh, please. Um, I was able to finish, just in the nick of time, the uh, Folklore of the Long Pond Studio Sessions, uh, the, the movie on Disney Plus that uh, Taylor Swift put out about how Folklore, her, her latest studio album as of recording time, um, came to fruition, came to be, gave some behind the scenes, sung all of it, uh, and re-recorded all of it really organically, really acoustically, really beautifully done. And I say just in the nick of time and as of recording time because Taylor Swift dropped the big announcement, which kind of... <gasps> I didn't want to sneeze on Lessie, it. Bless you, sneezed on it, yes! Um, dropped the big announcement that kind of helped me get into a better headspace today and, you know, forget about the agony that I'm in. Um, that she's dropping another a sister album to Folklore called Evermore, and I... I'm so excited. I cannot wait. It's dropping at midnight. And the reason I said it's fine to record this late is because I was going to be up anyway. Let's be real. It's a great day in the in the life of Samantha. Great. Uh, anyway, what's this? I, I thought you were, I, I, stuff? <laughs> you were going to reference right before that we started recording. We were supposed to record like an hour earlier, but we were recording this the day that all of the... Oh, yes. The all fucking the Disney, Disney Plus, announcements. Plus announcements. All the Marvel yeah. shows, all yep. the Marvel yep. Yep. like movies, like Lightyear, like Sister Act 3, like all of it I'm was so, coming out. I mean, so I'm we were watching and reading shit. about all that. I can't wait. Uh, the front runners, this is, again, IndieWire's just a prediction. They've been wrong many times, but they're pretty good. Uh, so I've watched two already. Watched Mank, and I we watched The Trial of Chicago 7, which I kind of kind of put almost equal. Like, I thought both were great acting pieces. I, lo- I, I really enjoyed The more it. I dwelled on it, I didn't like Trial of Chicago 7 really? as much. Because I really it, enjoyed it. it which just, is so weird. Right, because yeah. that's definitely your kind of movie and not my kind of movie. I had a lot of problems with the ending and some of the again the, the story of it all. Uh, so you know that movies are supposed to be entertaining, right? Yeah, but I also I, just because I'm entertained by something doesn't mean that it's good. Read a history book. History's not good. I'm all right. Uh, I'm not saying like what happened. I'm saying like whatever. Uh, Defy Bloods, I already mentioned, Spike Lee movie on Netflix. Uh, the Father, which is getting buzz for Anthony Hopkins' main performance, lead performance, if it were. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the last live-action performance of Chadwick Boseman, um, which is getting a yes, lot of attention. getting a lot of attention. Minari, yes. which uh, is getting Stephen Young some award buzz, uh, just as an overall film as well. News of the World. The the Tom Hanks like Western that's coming out. Oh yes, yes. That we have in our movie league. We have it as one of our four movies in uh, our movie. And I believe league. the two main frontrunners, Nomad Land, the next Francis McDormand movie that's directed by the person that's doing the the Eternals, which is just makes me super excited for all that. And One Night in Miami, Regina King's directorial debut, uh, about the the meeting of. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X mm-hmm. and uh, I think Sam Cooke. I don't remember exactly who all it is. But uh, yeah, those are the... So I want to knock those all out. Plus other ones that we've mentioned like Promising a Woman, etc. Um, yeah, it's a good, good, good time for entertainment and movies despite the fact we can't go see them. So let's spend our Thursday night talking about a very merry toy store. Which was a... Is it Hallmark or Lifetime? Lifetime... That explains it. Romantic comedy Christmas movie... That we chose for our Christmas episode. Samantha, it is your turn. It comes to in a two pack here. Box, Double yes. feature we bought from Walmart. I think it was what, four ninety six or something like this. Sure. Way, way too much. Way too much. Okay. A very merry toy store. That's gonna mess me up if I have to say that too many times. Connie, Melissa Joan Hart, and Will Mario Lopez run rival toy stores in New Britain, Connecticut. When the unscrupulous owner of Roy's Toys opens his megastore right before Christmas, Connie and Will put aside their differences to save their businesses and discover that love has been waiting just down the street. How do you say that word? Unscrupulous. 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 <laughs> say uns- it again? Unscrupulous. That's you're how adding, you say it. You're adding an A. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Say you're- it. 
unscrupulous. That's You're saying unscrupulous. Like it's a rapper. It's unscrupulous. <laughs> no, it's Have not. It. Alexa, define unscrupulous. The adjective unscrupulous is usually defined as not scrupulous, unrestrained by scruples. <laughs> unrestrained by them scruples. Thank you. I said unscrupulous. How can it be unrestrained Samantha, by scruples, but so, it's not unscrupulous? So, so Samantha, so, so um, the, the rap analogy is very accurate. Is something fabulous or is it fabulous? <laughs> it's fabulous because it's a you. There's you's there. Yeah, unscrupulous. Yeah, <laughs> there you I go. Said. No, you said you're saying unscrupulous. No, I said unscrupulous. No, every time until right now you've said unscrupulous. I no unscrupulous. No, no, hand to God, you have to go Samantha. To the tape. You have to go to the tape. You have to go. Just to the because tape. you have a neck injury doesn't mean Samantha. You got to go to the tape, bro. Because I'm pretty sure I said it correctly. You have no idea how much I want to stop this recording right now to run it back so you can do hear it. yourself. Do it. No, don't do it. Yeah, bro, I told you I said it wrong. So after taking way too long to review the tape, Samantha was wrong. Unscrupulous. That's what I said. Just add, just give yourself the fucking tick mark. Uh-huh. How many are you behind? The reason why we go into detail here is because Samantha is now past the halfway Four. point. Four? Basically. One, two. It should be back up to five, I think. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, it's back up to five. Five. Okay. Uh, every 50 episodes, whoever fucks up the back of the box more has to watch a film franchise of the winner's choice. And we are, this is episode 324. So, yeah, next week we are halfway already That's right. to the next we one. We got lots of time left. Uh, what doesn't have lots of time left are the careers of Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez. Although, can I, you say that? I... I disagree wholeheartedly because I disagree with Melissa Joan Hart because she produces movie, so she's rolling in money because dumb people exist. Yeah, like us. Well, you know, I you this know Mario thing. Lopez rolling in money because dumb people exist because since we watched this movie, and this is how I know that like technology and like social media is like at its like peak because after we watched this movie, I kept getting ads on like my social media for uh, this new. Lifetime movie that Mario Lopez is going to be in about Colonel Sanders. And it looks awful. I've just been sending you screenshots. I think it comes out tomorrow. Part of the, my bad week. <laughs> so he's he keeps getting them checks too. So we are not we just I just went down my my hot Oscar indie wire picks. That I can't wait to see. So this is very much not something I waste my time with. Because this is those shitty, saccharine, LCD, lowest common denominator. For those of you that are lowest common denominator and don't understand it, but you're probably not listening to the show if you are. My mother movies (laughs) that you put on (laughs) just to feel better about yourself because at the end of it, all the bad people get bad things happen to them, and the the right people, everything's wrapped up in a little bow. And hip hip hooray! It's Christmas time, happy, and I get that like that's like like the Christmas movies that I like. Everything's like wrapped up in a little bow. Like this is like at the end of a Christmas story, Ralphie doesn't get the fucking gun, you know? Like he shoots his eye out though. Yeah, like man, he shouldn't have gotten that fucking gun. There's a level of skill and talent that are in these movies that doesn't exist in these. They're just, number one, this one, yeah, is but just a fucking commercial for Hasbro. Oh man, this was so heavy in the product placement. But I'll tell you what, despite this movie, look at how many fucking notes I took. Oh, I have so many notes. Like, like, the That's great... why I hate we had a 15 minute intro because I know, like. But the great thing about this movie is it, it's going to get us to talk. We're going to spend... We're going to fucking talk, right? We're going to talk about this movie. We're going to spend a lot of time on this movie. You Like, Adam Sandler movies look like fucking Safdie brother Adam Sandler movies (laughs) compared to this with product placement. So, you... The back of the box already explains it. There are two rival toy stores that are within a block of one another, which is not clear until much later on the movie because the very first scene in the movie, during the god-awful song over the credits... 
How which that song played go? at the beginning. If I, 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 I honestly don't remember. It's been five days. Totally forgettable. That song will be playing at the beginning of this podcast. At the end of this podcast will just be uh, a rap song that I like that's titled Dennehy by the rapper Serengeti. It's just a song about Chicago things and the guy liking Brian Dennehy. It's a good rap song. Because uh, Brian Dennehy is unfortunately in this movie, just like so many other talented people are stuck in this movie. And untalented people. Which we'll get to later. But, like, you see Melissa Joan Hart, like, like windexing her front window, and you see Mario Lopez, like, walking into his store, and it seems like they're right next door to one another. He just, like, spits on the window and, like, polishes it. Like, shoe shot! Like, the scene from Space Jam. Shoe shot! Spit shot! It's apparently, it's apparently a block away. Uh, but... They're always like they're complete opposites. And by the way, like like there's no build up to it. They're just they're complete opposites. They're not really complete opposites. But he's a man, she's a woman. They have toy stores. Uh, his wife divorced him, or she left, or something. Her, her husband died. Um, their family, his their fathers had their own toy store, and one wanted no, it was credit. his uncle. It was his, his uncle. Uncle man. It wasn't even his dad. It was his uncle. Uh, They're best friends. So that's friends. why they, they split off so many years ago and, and they took over their businesses out of family, familial love, blah, 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 blah. Um, but there's not like anything like establishing it early on. Like somebody's just at one store, like, oh, do you have this? No. Oh, what about Denova's down the street? Oh, yeah, sure. It's great. But you'll get herpes or something. Like at one point, they're talking about like uh, a safety recall for a bike. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you can go ahead and get that down there, but I, you know, buy a helmet. Like, that's as muck-raking as it gets. Like, I was expecting, like, prank wars or, like, something fun yeah, man, to establish but, but it. In, no, they just they just genuinely, it takes genuinely we, just kind of it, disagree. It takes place in Connecticut. Yep. That's why. Yep. Very vanilla. The great Vincent man just walked in the middle of it. <laughs> Give me pie face! You have pie face? That's hilarious! I almost started burping like people just like it from that. Uh, so, so, they have these stores, and on... Like on the walls, on the counters, everywhere, there's just a giant Hasbro gaming logo. Yeah. Mind you, I don't know why it's different than just Hasbro. And then in every shot of the movie, there's just walls of Pie Face, which is like their game or like. You well, and then fu- there's a lot of Monopoly. Monopoly, I was getting to. There's a lot of. My Little Pony. Yeah. Which there's also cross promotion because Tara Strong, who is thoroughly wasted in this movie, one of the GOAT voice actresses of all time, Harley fucking Quinn. Uh. <laughs> Twilight Sparkle. Twilight Sparkle is like shouted out. It's not as masturbatory as like, "Hey, you like Limp Biscuit from the Fanatic?" But like, cause she didn't write, she didn't write that line. She didn't direct them to say that line. They just thought it was cute to get the voice of the movie in the fucking thing. Uh, but I just hate that because it just looks like a big ass fucking commercial. It's like, oh, how are we gonna get this movie made? Oh, well, Hasbro just gave us two million dollars. Yeah, man. And I, then, then, then I'm you're so done. annoyed that I'm so good that I found this terrible movie because I had to put myself through watching it. Um, I mean, look, it had the makings of a great cast. Oh, I wrote like so, in 1990. So many people I like. So Brian Dennehy, a great. Rest in peace. Love, he died this year. Uh, character yeah, actor. I love watching in him peace, in 1990. Uh, in the midst of everything that happened today with. Disney, uh, Tiny Lister, Debo, and Zeus from, uh, uh, the, you know who the actor I'm talking about is. He was the, the brother in Little Nicky. He was Zeus in No Holds Barred. Debo from Friday. The big, bald, black guy from The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. He died today. So, great character actor. Yeah, so that's sad. Uh, but Brian Dennehy also passed away this year. So we have Brian Dennehy. You have Beth Broderick, uh, not Carolyn Ray from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The so, other one. I'm surprised that like Nick Pacay just didn't voice like a snowman or something in this, like he did. Salem. You didn't hear it. Uh, Mario Cantone, who's just like, I, we might get to later. I think personally, that's who we might get to later. Uh, and you still have Melissa Joan Hart, who right. was like integral said, to our childhood. I loved and, watching these people in the 90s. Yeah. Mario Lopez was integral to my childhood. Billy Gardell, who's a, a good comedian, who's on like, I think he's done like every CBS sitcom since 2006. Yes, that's he also part- was my boss for a couple years at SunTrust. Um, <laughs> I think actually, I, actually, so Billy Gardell was like from our area here in Florida. And I think my old boss like knew him because I remember at one point, when I was working with him, he was like, hey, I got to leave today early. I got to go to the Billy Gardell show. I'm like, okay, that fuck you. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it was just weird. So, um, so a lot of good people, but they're giving given the most paint-by-numbers, 
fucking you know exactly where it's going the whole no well okay time. but Nothing you know what no there were a couple swerves tell me the there swerves. were a couple please swerves. tell me three of, swerves in this movie one of the plot points one i think uh subplot h in this oh, movie yeah there was there were so was, many was there there was a thief at the at the toy store. Oh my god, and I you forgot thought, about that. And you thought you're like, oh, it's this little bitch girl who keeps coming to fly this drone. It's this little you orphan. Could have you swore. Oh, Eleanor? Eleanor? That's her name. You, that's her name. And you you were like, Oh, it's her. She's a thief. Like the first scene in the she's movie. She's a because she's talking about how hard it is at home and Christmas. They can't ask for a lot, and you're like, oh, she's the fucking thief. Well, because either Turns it was going to be a sort of like she was a bad girl the whole time, yeah, or no. she'd be like, oh, it's okay. Like, we're just going to donate you the toys because Merry Christmas. And that's what ended up happening. Yeah, it's a hundred percent off. She's like a six hundred dollar drone. Right, but turns out it was she was not the thief. So. Swerve number one. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, that's fair, I'll right? Give you that one, it's yes. not super predictable. They did throw that at you. Number two, the fact that Tara Strong's character was the thief. No, those one and the same. You can't count those as separate. That's one swerve. No, you thought the only you thought that the only no. character trait of this girl was that she was chasing this weird possibly autistic possibly, autistic, possibly addicted to gambling <laughs> brother i also thought like that was a red herring the whole time I was like you're bad at gambling and he's bad at everything because he probably got dropped on his head or something at one point he's but definitely on the spectrum no i think he's just supposed to be like ha, oh, he's kind of stupid maybe but you, you we thought her only character trait was going after this guy but nope she's also the thief that's one. That doesn't count okay, as a Okay, fine. That's, that's one. one. Give me two more. Okay, two more swerves. Um, and you can't say, like, oh, Joe doesn't have a niece. In, Joe in subplot doesn't have a niece. X. Joe doesn't Brian have a Denny, niece. Brian Denny just wanted to stare down. He just wanted to finger. <laughs> he just wanted, he wanted to move his fingers on that piano. He wanted to get inside of her pecan pie, if you know what I mean. That's why he gave her all that free pecan he pie. He wanted to tickle her ivories. Uh... That was a good one. This town is so small that everyone just goes to the same little diner that everyone has plenty everyone. of seats available at all times. Everyone knows everyone. To, uh, Pre-COVID. For this dinner. Pre-COVID. I wish everyone in this movie had COVID. Uh, God forbid. And so he strikes up a conversation with Melissa Joan Hart's mom, who's her aunt, Sabrina, um, who probably owed Melissa Joan Hart a favor. That's why she's in this. And he's like, oh, I'm, I need to learn how to do the wedding march for my niece's wedding. So he does lessons, and you get these really, really unnecessarily long scenes of Brian Denny sucking on the piano, and they're being like, "Are you practicing?" And you know, like it's not that's not a serve. Never mind, because you know the whole time he's just lonely and bored and wants to be around her, so he's basically right. paying to you're be right. around her. Okay, fine. Probably my favorite swerve in the whole movie then is oh my god, I'm gonna start crying if I talk about it. Um, I have one. I, no, my swerve in the movie is that. There, there's a uh, subplot double uh, A. Mm -hmm. uh, Melissa Joan Hart's kid, <laughs> bless you, does a bobsled. I can't believe you sneeze on this. Oh, the best word, the bobsled hitting the bobsled during that cool racing effect scene? Well, no. So the the, the rival bobsledder. Oh, we can't talk about this yet. I'm not ready for it. <laughs> the rival. <laughs> Hold on. Fuck. I sneeze on it. We have to. God damn it. Bless you. want me to take over? No. So the rival bobsledder. What was his name? I don't even know. I don't even You care. can't even tell the story. Okay, I got it. So, his... so they're having a free pancake breakfast. <laughs> Number one. That's very important to the story. Free pancake breakfast at the toy store. The two rival toy stores are going to get threatened Why? by the wait, big wait, wait. We rival... We should start from the beginning. Toy... Wait, this, is, this, is, this is all the beginning. The big rival toy store in town, the big box Roy's, Billy Gardell store, is coming in and is going to demolish. So how are we going to get people right. to come to our stores? And the whole by point... By them because, working together. Because the small ones, she... Has a mortgage on the store and it's forty thousand. Third mortgage. Is it like gonna balloon payment forty thousand dollars? And then Mara Lopez, his character wants to buy back his childhood home that he lost in the divorce Boy, or separation from his wife Laura. And what's that down payment gotta be? Forty thousand dollars. Oh, I'm sorry, eighty thousand dollars. But he only has forty thousand dollars. Right. So they need they need, and it's it's December. It's already December. It's like maybe right now, actually. <gasps> it's 11-11, number one. Happy 11-11. Fuck you, I hate you. Number two, those Princess Alicia dolls came out on December 12th. 
Which means that... We're not living in this world! We're probably recording this the same time this movie takes place. So they only have two weeks before Christmas. Oh my god, it's only two weeks before Christmas. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Two weeks before we'll Christmas. Only their hand, though. And they and they have so much to do, um, so much money to earn. Forty thousand dollars in two weeks is when what they need. Twenty thousand dollars a week. Almost three thousand dollars a day. Can we get back to what I was talking about. Oh, sorry. Thank you. I just want to give that backstory sure, to why they sure. started so, working together. So they're working together so to the fight because they're both in dire need of, uh, you know, they can't take yeah, But how many fucking people live in hit. this town? How many people live in this town? That when need... everyone knows Joe down the street makes the best pecan pie, I don't fucking know. So on the big day of Roy's store opening, oh, there's nobody there. Which, by the way, in every scenario and case of nobody being at these stores, it's the most ludicrous thing of all time. Oh, nobody came to the, my big retail chain store opening because there's a free pancake breakfast going on. Americans oh, love nobody food. came to buy their or pick up their pre-ordered copies of the hottest toy of the year because a pop star is performing right now. By the way, why couldn't those people just, I don't know, gotten their dolls the next day? Because it's Christmas. They, they needed two weeks to wrap them. How many crybaby tears you just put in your mouth? Good lord. A whole litter of kids? Yep. So, this big box store has nobody at their big grand opening because everyone's at the free pancake breakfast at uh, Sabrina's. Uh, What was Connie's store name? I know DeNova's was Mario Lopez. What was his store? Forrester's. Forrester's. So, cut to a, 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 a bustling store full of customers and more pancakes than you could eat. And in line is the son, which I don't know why he's just not fucking working. Help your mom out. Why are you making old Joe flip these pancakes? Because old Joe can't flip pancakes! Old Joe is sitting there, standing there, and he's just like, he's having, he has a spatula in his hand and making Parkinson's motions, just having flapjacks go in any direction. I don't even think it was a spatula. I think it was just a spoon. I think it was Brian Dennehy was given no direction on how to serve pancakes. So he's just kind of like shoveling these pancakes to and from and and this kid, uh, the the grandson of the girl he's trying to bang over the (laughs) piano is getting verbally accosted by these two awful bullies this this ginger black kid and his crony little friend, the bulk and skull of a very merry toy store. <laughs> and they're having this uh, bobsled race at some point from this big hill. And uh, they have the big And they win every year. They win every year because they're... They're, they're, they're the, the eliminator. Bob, the eliminator, sure. And this kid really wants to beat him this year. Yeah, they and, never face the eliminator. And the point is... I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm gonna need no, your help with the actual lines. No, it's um. The point was, hey, the Cubs won the World Series last year. Anything can happen. Yeah, but they never faced the Eliminator. And I'm watching, and I go, because it's a fucking bobsled against a baseball team. That's the dumbest point of all time. And they high five when they happen. We had to pause the movie because Samantha was literally crying because I was so mad at. The what was happening? We had to rewind. I was so it. mad that I had to. F- I'm gonna have to fix my goddamn worst scene of the year list just to squeeze in <laughs> the flapjack serving bobsled scene. That's the dumbest point of all time. To be fair, for a hundred some odd years, the Chicago Cubs might have lost to a bobsled. But in this, nah, man, don't work for me. Uh, so, uh, my note here was, let's analyze the Brian Dennehy pancake scene slash Eliminator Cubs thing for 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I, honest to God, I'm going to try to, like, find it and attach it here some way, somehow. Some way. It needs to be seen. Um... So yeah, so like, there's all these like just like, these absurd back and, and forths. At with, the end of this bobsled scene, which I can't stress enough, this is a lifetime original romantic comedy Christmas movie. All looks like the CGI. Which why the fuck do you need CGI? In this oh my movie? god, it was so it was awful. Like the superimposed like fake stores, 
The snow. They could just find like an abandoned skyscraper and just put a sign up or something. The snow is fake. I just spit everywhere. Uh, and then the graphics for this bobsled race. I know. Well, before that, at the end of the scene in the store where they're like, the Cubs never face the Eliminator, um, Roy Barnes, the rival toy store owner guy, <laughs> decided right. that he's going to sponsor this fucking bobsled. By the way. Cut to the bobsled. Not directly cut. There's like they're building it and bonding and blah, blah, blah. But then you see the bobsled on the top of the hill for this race, and you just see the Eliminator brought to you by Roy's Toys. It's so weird and And by the way, when I talk about Big Box... told this kid to fuck this other kid up because during this bobsled race, this kid's trying to run him off the fucking hill. Yeah, smashing him three times, and the point where on the fourth time, the kid learns it, swerves away, and I thought the kid was going to fall off the goddamn, like... (laughs) Like cliff. Mountain, yeah. Which, you know what? The movie took a chance. Would have been all for it then. Got an extra like two points with me. If they kill red hair, <laughs> bobsledding, bad analogy kid. But they didn't. Uh, I want to stress that like Roy's as a big box store. Like, it's not like Wolf Wolfgang Bit Barkery. Like, you know, it's like kind of small in plazas, but there's a lot of them. Like, these are like multi-story buildings. Like, this is, like, not even Toys R Us. This is, like, these are, like, fucking department store targets. No, they're, like, F.A.O. Short. In Times Square. Yeah, yeah, like that one. It's like it said at some point that he's worth, like, $2 billion, and he's spending all of his time in New Britain, Connecticut. Yeah, that's where the market share is. Didn't you pay attention to the movie? <laughs> but when you and say it that way... And what's the assistant's name? That's what she I have was no idea. I honestly thought it was that, uh, that woman... How does she... How... How do you do it? I don't know. It, I, I thought at one point she was going to do it with Billy Gardell's penis. <laughs> uh, she was like, oh. Because they like keep asking, he keeps asking about what his odds are in uh, in court on things at the end when he's... Or no, like in court or like odds of this store being successful. When darn it, when it's just finally he's been caught on tape with bribes. Like she just pops her, her mouth out. I thought that was uh, the actress that's in like a lot of Tarantino movies. She was Sophie in the Kill Bill movies. And she was... Uh, I think Goebbels is like assistant in Inglorious Bastards. Seems like Julie Dreyfus or something. Not Julia Louis Dreyfus. I thought it was just her. I was like, sure, whatever. That's what that lady's career is at mm. at this point. Uh, the race graphics are so They're goddamn so bad. bad. I mean, all the graphics are just so goddamn fucking bad. Um, just like. Oh, but you know what's even worse in those graphics and that bobsled and the pancake. Toss and bobsled scene was worse than that. What? They allowed Mr. Mario, I don't know his middle name, Lopez, to improvise on set. <laughs> and this dude, this dude is supposed to be bonding with the son and with Melissa Joan Hart's son and mother and everybody, right? I don't know what he he started doing a bit with a turkey leg. He was quoting like a James Bond thing, but as a turkey leg, and trying to do a voice. And if if y'all have listened to this show before, you know that impressions are definitely mullet strong suit. Mario Lopez rivals him for this. Rival. How, I would love to have. How fucking I, dare you? I would love to see you versus Mario Lopez. In anything, really. In <laughs> a whose anything. face can look better contest. You lose. How? He looks like a goddamn porcelain doll. He looks exactly the same as he did when I watched him as AC Slater on Saved by the Poor shit. His hair is straight, not curly. That's the only difference. You want me to bring up a side by side? Yeah, I'd love to. So I can flick it on your phone and watch him shatter. Uh, the reason she also points this up is because, like, literally five minutes later at the weird, like, carnival thing they have going on, uh, the kid is showing all of his friends, mind you, trying to be cool and fitting in, doing the same bit. And they're all like, oh, man, sweet. That's A.C. Slater. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Okay, so that's him. Sure. Then. And then Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez has had more work done. Oh man! Than every Everything woman. Everything is about the Colonel Sanders. Than movie. every woman that lives in the villages. Now, yeah. he looks exactly the same. You're full of shit. I'm gonna have to save this fucking picture on my phone so I can show you. You're full of shit. 
Everything about him is unnatural, especially his precious moments look. He's the LVP of the movie, right? I can just write him down right now. No, 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 no. No? no? We've got okay, all right, all right, hold on. Discuss. Hold on. All right, we will discuss them. We will discuss them then. Uh, all right, hang on. Wait, let's see. Let, let me see. Let me see. Let me show you this, okay? Let's look. I'm listening. Look, then. Yeah. Now. Then. When, now. when was that picture taken? No, no, not that one. Then, that one. Now. When's that from? Recent. Recent. Yeah, I don't think it's that recent. It's recent. Also, isn't he a dummy that like cheated on like uh, the Doritos chick a long time ago? I have no. What context. a shithead! I have no context to that. Uh, let me go back to my my notes here. Uh, so we already tackled. We already talked about. It's just full of tropes. Like I hate movies. Of course that, it is. Like oh, of course you have to buy like the old like family house, and of course. Like, there's a montage of happiness and blah, 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 blah. And then the guy has to do something to fuck it up. And then he does, like, the courageous thing that no man would do for a woman that he was fighting with. This is over the span of two to three weeks, right? Yes. And they're just like, like, in a span of two to three weeks, they wouldn't even talk to one another because of their family history, their rivalry. And now they're just, like, snuggling up on the couch Watching their business go up in flames because the big box stores come into their town with 80% off sales on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve Eve is what I meant to say. It just it makes me want to fucking hit myself in the head with this goddamn... The headline case. for this article is Mario Lopez is starring as a sexy Colonel Sanders in a Lifetime mini-movie because 2020 has no rules. And it's called a recipe for seduction. So you have the 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 red herring brother gamble thing. It's fifteen minutes. Yeah, you want it to be longer or shorter? I'm not sure. It should have been like a trailer, like a ha ha two minute trailer. Okay, that's it. I'm gonna read you the synopsis. Oh As the holidays draw near, a young heiress contends with the affections of a suitor handpicked by her mother. When the handsome chef. Harlan Sanders arrives with his secret fried chicken recipe and a dream. He sets in motion a series of events that unravels the mother's devious plans. Will our plucky heiress escape to her wintry happily ever after with Harlan at her side? Or will she cave to the demands of family and duty? I, I feel like it's one of those Harlequin novels you made Witten read in the airport. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken man's recipe to your heart or something. Uh, so... And I'm sorry, I got so attracted. There's just so many fucking like holes. Like, like so you brought up the market share thing. Why would a rival big box store go to this town? And then like the like the 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 lengths they have to go to to like how do we not know about this? Oh, they they had a another company like apply for the lease, so it was a surprise. Like why? Like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Also, one thing I did like a movie, this movie went way too far to bury Tower Records. It's like, oh, the old abandoned Tower Records. Oh, well, good thing we don't run a record store anymore. It's like, good Lord. Did Melissa Joan Hart, like, get some pre-orders canceled when they went out of business so they went hard on Tower Records in this? There's so much yada, yada, yada background exposition that Everyone happens. ends up fucking somebody in this movie. Oh, yeah, well, we're not to the end of the movie yet because, of course, it is. Uh... It's all absurd. Like, he Roy's bribed. store, like, not, like, failing against these two other stores to the point where I assumed 80% off stale is ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous he's sponsoring a sled in this town. Like, it's ridiculous that this girl has just been playing in the store with this drone every day. Where are your parents? Kick her out. She's loitering. I don't care. Uh, then, of course, there's no issue with the bank. Oh, it's fine. You owe us 40 grand. I'll talk to the manager. Don't worry about it. I'm sure we can extend your payment. And naturally, of course, he's like good friends with the, the company that owns the bank. So then it's an well, issue. Since you brought it up. Oh, I mean, I God wasn't gonna, damn it. I wasn't going to bring it up. But since you brought it up, let's talk about how realistic this is. And, and... This was, what was this name of this bank? Some weird little community bank, I'm sure. But coming from a big bank and now working in, in a regional bank, you know, I'm still a little big, but... A big regional bank. A big regional bank, yeah. Um, that shit would never happen. 
No, God, no. Never. Be like, okay, well, one, great. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like uh, compromised data. Like if like they know someone else banks there, has a loan there, whatever it is, like it's, you know. Don't don't go too deep on this. <laughs> oh, I was gonna get real into no, some regulations. No, 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 no. No, no one cares quote, about that. Quote, I'm much rather talk about the fact that every time there was a customer interaction, specifically with Melissa Joan Hart's character, every customer was like, "Goddamn dunce!" Like they just were. What's like, this pie face? Yeah, like it's going to be a great thing for the whole family to play. Oh, I'll be sure to pick that up. Like they were just the most unnatural customer. And there was a Service interactions I've ever seen in my life. Commercials do a better job sometimes. I just did a training simulation today that was almost not the same, (laughs) to be fair. Uh, So then, of course, she gets an offer to, you know, she's got to have to close her doors, but, you know, she tries to fight it. She interrupts, like, a board meeting that is somehow happening in this town with all these investors, uh, and offers her a job, and I'll buy your place, and it'll all be fine. And no, and of course, Mario Lopez she does it because he's gonna is. he's gonna get that house. I think he wants to fuck the house. I think Mario Lopez is gonna take his little pants off. Well, no, it's like what what the mayor said to him. You know, you know, getting this house doesn't mean everything's okay, or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> I was I, I fucking cliff notes it. All right, uh, and then the movie ends with like this. Uh, bonkers courtroom not even a court not a courtroom there's like 20 people in there this like Pre-COVID. small town like city council meeting where they're voting with three people and if they're gonna allow because uh, the whole time the store is broken city ordinances uh being there because that's interesting in a movie and well you have to give backstory to Melissa Joan Hart's character because you know, she used to work in the records department in college, and that's how she knew about the municipality laws. Oh, look at me like that with those eyes. That's how she knew about the municipality laws and everything like that. And so cool. uh, she had to make sure that they didn't move it. So when she found it, she brought it to the mayor, and they were going to make sure that he stopped operating. But then the lawyer filed a motion. So are you going to eat the movie? That's cool. The lawyer file, filed a motion to overturn it, and they were going to vote on it, but they were not going to vote on it for two weeks until Christmas Eve, because all city... It was at night. <laughs> are, are open at night. Are these people celebrating? Isn't this like a small town, like mostly Christian community who I'm assuming goes to church? Don't people go to church on Christmas Eve? You haven't taken a breath. So then, <sighs> so, so then his brother, who he gave a kidney no, to. No, it's not his brother. It's his brother-in-law. It's his... I don't give a shit. Husband, it's, still... it's his brother or sister's husband. I, where I'm not sure yet. But his family member, which that's also weird. There's three people on this council and two of them are related. That seems a little suspicious. I think we need to do some digging into the new Britain, Connecticut they city council decisions that have been made. Especially because they decide to hold the city council on New Year's Eve at night when most... Well, you know that Karen city- at the end was the one that wanted it because that bitch. Ooh, Ooh, she was yeah. mean looking. But, but most... Most government places are closed, like hmm. the whole week, the whole week. of Christmas, yeah. typically. But so then it's that revealed, doesn't really make sense. But then it's revealed, of course, that the security camera that Duncey McDunt's brother Randy. set up, Randy, Randy, uh, did it wrong, and it, it caught the parking lot and faced the gas station. The gas station. Where they had a weird, a late night exchange rendezvous. Yeah. And was caught by the brother, but he's so stupid he didn't know what was happening. He was too busy shouting, Neil, Neil Armstrong! Isn't that what all the kids Which say? is just such a good fucking bit, they had to run it back. Of course, only one time and not two times, because this movie doesn't even know rule of goddamn threes. Well, yeah, because their best improviser is Mario Lopez. I just love that this movie <laughs> was so topical in that like it was just a big allegory for boat stealing in <laughs> 2020. <laughs> That's true. It was so... And this took place in 2017. Was Neil Armstrong, was there anything that happened with him in 2017? He like, probably died. in the <laughs> news? Hey, Alexa. When did Neil Armstrong die? I think he's... Neil Armstrong died on August 25th, 2012 at the age of oh. 82. Oh, wow. Okay. complications following cardiovascular surgery. Thank you. Jesus Christ, want me to tell his doctor's name too? Fucking hell. Of course. Um, 
So, and then the movie just wraps up, like, so quickly with a big old Christmas bow on top of it. And that, like, oh, like like I mentioned earlier, oh, no, niece, I just wanted to spend time with you. And, oh, I, I didn't take the $40,000, I saved your store. And, oh, he's going to have to leave town because he committed a crime. Smash cut to a wedding in a toy store. Look at my house. I would never. I'm going to snot shoot on my nose saying that. And everyone's just dressed. Mario Lopez wearing jeans and like a fucking Ohio State University sweater vest. And the, the preacher has to be like, and for the second time after her mother's wedding to Joe, like, Jesus Christ, how much exposition do you need? Why don't you just say, I now pronounce you man and wife. Cut to them watching it and they clap and you see like the rings on their fingers. How about that? And then Randy and Tara Strong or booty fookin over a copy of Operation and it's going off. Again, if they'd done it, that's some balls. I'd be happy to see that happen. It's because Tara Strong, add her to my list. Really? Yeah. Well, not like now. She's like 48. But like back in the day, yeah. Ooh. I mean, sure. I, it'd, be a, it'd be fun because like I, I think just, you would just have to keep your eyes closed. Why? I think she's... And just let her talk in all of her different voices. Well, that was getting the joke I was going to be. It's like, oh. it'd be fucking somebody different the whole time, but then she'd eventually run out, so then it'd be fucking, like, dill pickles. <laughs> it's like, no! That's weird. No, like, before, like, she got old, like, Tara Strong, meow. Okay. I'm gonna pull up, I'm gonna pull up some different pictures of Tara Strong. Yeah, okay, you do that, buddy. Um... Look, come on! In 2012? I mean, yeah, she kind of looks like Ivanka Trump there, but... <laughs> I'd be out of all control to my list. <laughs> what is wrong with I you? I don't know. This movie did um, things to my brain. But wait, we glossed over a couple things here in, in your <sighs> summation. Number one thing that we glossed over, we, we completely forgot to talk about uh, the start of their relationship was at the Winter Festival. Weird yes. ass Winter Festival. Oh, I talked Festival. about the carnival earlier. Yeah, it was very weird. Carnival, whatever. And it was so predictable. Oh, yeah, it's going to go back to normal. Yeah, completely normal. Man, 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 making out. Oh, the, the, their first kiss was Whoa. awful. They had the chemistry of a rhinoceros and Olivia Munn. <laughs> like, just no chemistry whatsoever. Uh, yeah, so that was bad. And then we glossed over the fact that... And it felt like a huge He jump. gave her the $40,000 she needed for her... For her mortgage on her store? What? You wouldn't even give me $40 when we first met. No. You wouldn't even pay for my lunch when we first nope. met. Nope, I didn't like the cut of your jib. <laughs> I still don't like the cut of your jib. Um, yeah, it's just a... But he gave her the $40,000 so she could keep the store. And then, aw, uh, turns out they made it the joint name. Forrester DeNovo's. It was at one store. But that's still a tiny ass little fucking store now. What? You can't expand anywhere. What's happened? How do they live? There was also, uh, earlier, I'm going to forget my point. I'm, I'm going to... They got married in a toy store. <laughs> was was that, that your point? No, I was past that. Oh, uh, there was something earlier where, like, when they were, like, bringing their employees together to be like, all right, guys, we're going to have to work together. So, like, you know, have to, like... Uh, get along. Like, get along, and, like, it's like, ha, 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 all the employees have been friends all the time. I think one of them were, like, dating for a year. Yeah, and then the other ones were gonna elope. Yeah, we hang out, but the way she, like, motioned, it didn't look like she was talking about the young guy behind her. She was talking about, like, the old, weird, bearded, <laughs> mustache guy behind her. But, like, oh, yeah, we've been, like, hanging out after work, and, like, it's like, even when the movie tries to be, like, clever and funny, it just fucking sucks and fails, and I hated this. And I'm dreading all the other ones we're gonna have to fucking watch. I am so excited. Who is your MVP of the movie? I have two definitive ones. I, I was going to make a case for Melissa Joan Hart because I thought that she wasn't that bad and then she sang that song Oh my God, I forgot about that. And it was like... Oh, that was so bad. Also bad was the scene where uh, their, all their shipments for the Alicia doll uh, have been like rerouted to Roy's. So I have to like cleverly do some more impressions on the <laughs> phone... And the improv, an improv, and meet them at meet the trucker at a uh, at a school to steal all their shipments. That whole section sucked. So I had her, but it's not her. So I have two. Uh, who who would you say the MVP of the movie is? Um, that girl Eleanor. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, the, the girl, the homeless the girl. girl. Um, 
I think that I I don't I agree. I don't think Melissa Joan Hart did too bad it's of a job. It's not her. I think that um, the guy who played Roy. I like. Oh, Billy Gardell? Billy Gardell. I, I didn't did write him job. down. I wish he'd picked the he, lane, because at a certain point, I thought it was going to be like, a, his heart grew three sizes that day. Thankfully, it didn't, because he would have immediately died of a heart attack. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he's a large man. Uh, but, like, they never chose, like, to pick a definitive lane, and once they did, like, oh, this guy really is just a dick, and he's evil. Like, it was way too late in the movie. You know? I, I didn't buy it. So, I don't have him as my MVP okay, either. Okay, who do you have, then? I have one or two. I have either Brian Dennehy, because it's still just Brian Dennehy. He's still good. Oh, okay. All of his scenes are pointless, but he's oh. still fine in them. My actual MVP is Mario Cantone. I thought you were going to say Mario Lopez. I was no, like, no, 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 no. We watched two different movies. No. I thought Mario Cantone, he wasn't given much to do, but, like... Number one, he wasn't over the top like Mario Cantone can be. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was the closest I ever came to laughing or smiling when he's like reacting to things or talking or like trying to climb and choke his brother for voting no. And I thought he was like a good calming presence throughout the movie. Sure. So he was, him and Brian Dennehy were the closest I got to like, all right, I like both you guys and neither one of you embarrassed yourselves by being in this. Too badly. Too badly. So I would go with either one of those. Okay. So who would Mario you... Mario Cantone. All right, we'll go with Mario Cantone, uh, who I always uh, love. Um, I think he's very funny. LVP. So you said your LVP was not Mario Lopez. I would love to know who your LVP is. The, the little boy. Fuck, he was my other he one. Was, he's so bad. I think... So we here's talk my a lot li- about kid actors on this show. He's a bad one. So here's my thing. Are we sure he just didn't have, like, voice demodulation? I'm sure he just sucked. Uh, he could have... He could have. All of his did. tones of voices were the same. And, Mom, like, I cannot... I like hanging out with Will. Or uh, what are we going to do against the Eliminator? Like, you yeah. You sound like the Eliminator. I get it. He was bad. But Mario Lopez has been doing this... For like thirty years, and that's still at the level he is at. Yeah, but but he was so goddamn fucking corny. But that, but was that him or was that the character? No, no, it's him. It's him. I think it was also part. If of you the give character. this to like, all right, so I'm gonna settle this right now. We mentioned him earlier, and he's the epitome of this. Imagine James Marsden in this role. Oh man! What and a for cup. once, what a cup! Yeah. Can't imagine him in this Yeah, he just got like a recorder shoved up his ass by Melissa Joan Hart. Um, I can't. Can't imagine him. Exactly. It's the kid. You really going with the kid? I want to. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I'll defer to you. That's fine. I mean, he was my other one on the list. Oh, look at this. Oh, Marshall Booter. <laughs> that was the kid. That's definitely him. Jalen Fletcher. That was the uh that was the uh, the cool eliminator driver. Where the fuck is the kid? Is he not even like he's not even like listed. Which yes he is, you just said it. No, no, that's no that's the booter kid. That's the that's the that's the black kid that drove the uh oh, the rival oh, car. Oh, I thought you said I, that what was, was the son's name? Uh, oh, I found him. God damn it, I found him. TJ. Ah, TJ. Cameron Mann. Fine. Man with two N's? Yeah. You're, again, this is just making me waste a should have been LVP I vote. I vote who you want. No, no, because I know you're not wrong. That's why I'm ultimately going with it. Mario Lopez just got a fucking stay of execution. <laughs> uh, this movie was so bad... I've been talking with friend of the show and former guest Steve Real for a very long time about opening up a toy store, and it immediately made me not want to do it. That's so funny because I was just gonna say that. I like. I would love to do that. Like, I would be great, but oh, I just I. Can't I mean, if they now. could do it, you could do it. Yeah. No, I know, but like every day I would go into work, I'd be like, "Kill me, kill me now, kill me." I would look at a copy of Pie Face or Monopoly and be like, fuck. I've just like Will DeNova. <laughs> um, what? I don't want to ask you anything else. Let's just stop this. <laughs> Done. What was your favorite uh, toy growing up? Oh, my God. that's a loaded question. Because they, uh, they talk they about that. They asked that. And what was his answer? 
I hers was Dizzy Doll. Yeah, hers. Was His Dizzy. was oh this truck thing. This oh like the Hot Wheels, Wheels yeah, truck. which I think I had. Truck or Man, something. There's so many. I mean, I'm an action figure guy. Like I had every action figure: Ninja Turtle, Power Rangers, wrestlers, movies. Uh, I had NES Game Boy. I'm trying to think of like a big toy that like I, I never really wanted like the popular toys like. Yeah, you're a fucking loser. No, but like they just never really interest me that much. Um, I had a glow worm. Yeah, I loved all my games and stuff too. I'm trying to think of like one. I had a an easel that I loved. Oh, so I I have one. Uh, Lightbright. I love my Lightbright. Uh, Jillian is getting a Lightbright for Christmas, and I'm very excited because I just want to play with it. Love my light bright. I fucking love that thing. It was one of those toys, like, it wasn't something, like, I asked for, like, I knew about. My mom just kind of, like, knew it would be the kind of thing I liked. Sure. Because I wasn't an artistic kid, and it was like, okay, this is... You're not an artistic adult. <laughs> you just plug these pegs into the fucking color they're supposed to That's go into. Exactly and it makes a now. picture. Perfect. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's all I can do. So that that was it. What was yours? I just... Polly Pockets. Oh, Polly Pockets, yeah. Which Jillian is also getting for Christmas yes, this year. Yes, yeah. But Polly Pockets were my... I had right. so many of them. I wrapped them coming from you, so I, rem- I remembered. Oh, thank yeah. you. So, yeah. That's it. Bro, I'm... You have to say got... up 17 more minutes for Taylor Swift. God damn it. Well, this episode is done. We're not going to make people last. This has already been an hour, so... Anything else on a very merry toy store? No, we can't oh. do that. <laughs> Nincompoop? Nothing else. Score time. Oh, we didn't score this movie yet? No. God damn it. I read it, you score it first. I think is how it works. Well, this is special because it's our, our Christmas episode, oh. so I, I will go ahead and score it first. Uh, it's bad. It's it's very bad. I, I'm i going to give it a better score than what it sounded like on this episode. <laughs> because, oh, are you? Because I will not bemoan or begrudge that this is for a totally different subset of people. Like who? My fucking mom. And my aunt. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. don't put Auntie Will in that. Oh, you know, she loves this horse shit. Yeah, she totally does. Uh, she likes the Amish movie ones, though. <laughs> the Churner's Delight. <laughs> uh, it's just poorly acted for the most part, wasting good talent. The script is obnoxious. It looks like hell. Uh, it's just it's just not good. It's just not a good movie. It's just fucking commercialism at its finest to trick people into spending two hours of their time on their couch fucking watching Lifetime. I'm giving it a two. Oh, wow. I was going to give it a two and a half. So that's cool. What justifies the extra... Point five to you. I loved watching this movie next to you. Um, oh, if I'm giving it the enjoyment factor of like with you, I'm giving it a ten for the flapjack as much as cub we, scene alone. Well, yeah, as much as we shit on it, I thought that whole sequence had me rolling. I don't know if it was it good is or maybe bad. the hardest I've seen you laugh. I haven't laughed that hardly hard in a long time. Um, at a movie, I couldn't stop laughing at it, and then with the whole. They're a baseball team that you chimed in um, that that upped my enjoyment factor on this movie. But I, w- I kept saying, what is this movie? What are we watching? What have I done? The full movie is on Instagram. I mean, Instagram. Instagram, fuck. YouTube. Check full, it out. The movie's so bad. This full, this full movie's on AOL. Uh, on the Lifetime channel. It has been watched 297,000 times. People which means, number one, movies. I got the song. No problem. Right now, I'm. I'm. It would be hearing. Uh, I. I'm going to timestamp this fucking flapjack thing. I have to watch it right now. <laughs> I have to. I'm just for the enjoyment of everybody that's still watching this at this very moment. You're gonna get this. Listening to this. This is a listening. podcast. It's nothing. It's nothing like. This is a podcast. It's nothing like seeing it because. So look it up on YouTube. Just Samantha, watch. Brian Dennehy's flapjack capabilities here. I've seen it. Just watch it again. So timestamp it. Tell him. The, the eliminator. No, tell me. 35, 42. 41. Slug, bobsled mistake. Guess one in the county. Tell him how fast it was, boots. 
That kid also sucks. Yeah. That's flying low. Right. Hey, Boots, where should we go to celebrate after you win next weekend? <laughs> you guys are feeling pretty confident, aren't you? Well, who's going to beat him? Anything's possible. Cubs won the World Series last year. <laughs> Cubs weren't facing the Eliminator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the faces. Oh. God. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeo.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeo for bonus content. I like Samantha's idea earlier about the music video thing and more thought about it, so maybe we'll do that at some point. I have all the best ideas. I have all the best ideas. I've come up with all the ideas for Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Married with Movies on Twitter. (laughs) You should be the first. I just did Kevin Spacey and seven. Officer! Uh, I should be the first. I'm going to put your head in a box. What's in the box? MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. <laughs> Let's know what you think of the show. At your host, Malt38 on Instagram for Box and Friends, where I share my collection of things with my friends. Uh, over the past week, had some great episodes. Shout out to uh, our friend Juan Rodriguez, who did an episode with me. Andrew Zangru, at the, by this point, should have done an episode with me. Of course, Rip. Me. Whatever. Um, at Jam with Your Sam on Instagram. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, also, my virtual wrestling diary, arcadeo.net slash podbloggle. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, tomorrow's episode will be Survivor Series 1991. That's an important show. And... At Jam With Your Sam for me. Content be on the lookout online. for next week's episode, The Replacements. Then we got Blade Runner 2049. Then, then the, the Mullet Awards. Then Brigsby Bear, Body Slammed, His Girl Friday. Got some good stuff coming up. Looks like we're gonna be a little while without a be- well, no, body slam. <laughs> Before we get to a bad movie like we did today. Anything else? No, I'm good. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Favorite actor Dennehy. Favorite drink O'Doul. Bears, Hawks, Socks, uh. Bulls. Don't pull your hoodie up. That's not gonna help you. It's gonna help me block you out. <laughs>